You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, episode 107 with Nick and Amy. And we've got a good topic today. This is actually a topic that Amy picked. So, and I and I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a topic that we might get a lot of uh, maybe not blowback, but it's gonna be maybe a little bit of a controversial topic, right? Hopefully, after we discuss why we don't, I don't know why it's so important and so needed. I don't think we'll get much of that. Well, maybe not. Maybe because it's coming from me, and this is probably gonna probably apply to most women. Yeah. But before we jump into the topic, we want to know, want you to know that this is not just for women. This is for men as well. It goes both ways. We get we get a ton of women. I am really surprised. I used to, I think, have the idea or thought that it was mostly uh, the women that didn't want to be intimate with their husbands. Uh-huh. But I am finding out that is not the case. Like there's a lot of women that contact us that say, "Oh, my husband is the one that doesn't have the desire to be intimate." Which and is very, you would think would be very rare. And I'm wondering what the reason is for that. You know what I mean? Like it's not common. Well, and didn't we just talk to, was it maybe Tammy that we talked to that said about 30% of, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's about 30% of men that actually don't have the desire and 70% of women. So, you know, it is it is more on the women side of things that maybe this becomes a little bit of a... Uh, imbalance with but 30% of men that's a pretty high yeah so we do a, try to do a good job at, of saying higher drive lower drive instead of husband wife exactly we try hard to do that we we don't always do well at that but yes 30% could be the wife that has the higher drive which is that seems high to me <laughs> but, but it, stats are stats stats so. are stats right so today's episode is scheduled maintenance sex what is it and why you should be open to it. Ooh, we have you thinking. That's right. What is maintenance sex? I saw this title pop up on something a few weeks ago, and it caught my attention. And I was like, wait, wait, what? What is maintenance sex? And the more I started thinking of that word, the more I realized I did that for years. It was to keep my marriage from falling apart. And we'll get into that, but... I, it's not a negative thing, like you're probably thinking right now, like, that's a horrible word. That doesn't even sound exciting or anything. Like, that can't be good for your marriage. We have lots of reasons why it is. So when I think of the word maintenance, though, I think of, like, a car, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I go and get my tires rotated, and I get an oil change, and I get the fluids fixed, and I put on new windshield wipers when needed. You do a lot of things that you just have to do to maintain your car. Well, and everyone's thinking, I don't like to do those things. That's awful, right? It's awful, but but the key question is, why do you do those things? To keep it 
You have to. Healthy. You have <laughs> to. To keep your car running smooth. Exactly. You have, house you have anything. to do those things or things are going to wear out or break down or fall apart a lot quicker, right? If right. I don't change the oil, my whole engine's going to die eventually right. and my car is not going to work, right? It's not going to last. Right. And if you look at it from that way or from that standpoint is, yeah, there are things that we don't maybe necessarily like to do, but we realize we have to do them to keep something running properly or healthy, um, add longevity to it. Um, and so if you can look at your marriage the same way and say, okay, you know. <laughs> this is where people are rolling their eyeballs and be like, I know. this is awful. How could you say that? Just give us a minute. Yeah, just, just give, give us, us a, a minute, minute, right? Keep and, and again, some of you might not agree, and that's totally good. Wait, wait till the we, end, though. <laughs> we totally recognize that some of these things work great for some people, and other people it might not work great for. And that's okay. We're all raised differently. We have different experiences and different backgrounds. We think differently, and that is what's awesome. And so these things might not be great for you, but for some of you, these things might be really good. Yeah. Well, I think when you like say it, do stuff when you don't want to do it, right? We have to do those things even though we don't want to do it. I, I, I got to twist that just a little bit. I agree. Um, we would never promote doing stuff that you don't want to do. Exactly. If we posted that phrase on social media, we would be slaughtered like we already are, but like slaughtered, like if I even post something like that, it's like, how can you tell anybody to do something they don't want? If a wife is in a mood, she should never feel obligated, blah, blah, blah. We're not That's saying not that. That's not what I'm saying. Correct. <laughs> this advice is for people that have good marriages that want to serve their spouse. So we're going to dive deeper into this. Well, I, and not. This and isn't about doing stuff that you don't, don't want to do. Yeah, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you fine. are both not, if there is something you absolutely don't want to do, nobody ever should force you to do anything. You, the whole entire point is that you, if you want to put this in the analogy, you should want to take care of that item that you're taking care of, correct? You give something maintenance because you love that thing. Exactly. The point of this is just like your car or anything else, you chose your spouse, you chose to be married. I chose my husband, he chose me. I want to take care of his needs. I I want to take care of our marriage. I want to prioritize and, vice and do versa. maintenance on the things that need maintenance done in my marriage. And if you don't like the wording, that's fine. Just pick your own word. Yeah, pick another word and don't <laughs> choose the word maintenance. I like the word maintenance. I think marriage takes maintenance. I think it takes some days you don't want to do, There, I wanna, even if you don't talk about sexual intimacy, there's things that I don't want to do for him and he doesn't want to do for me that we do because we love each other. That's part I, of marriage. I don't like doing the dishes, but I do it. You don't want to put it. Christmas lights on the house, but it means a I lot to it. me. And you're like, I would love to do that because it means so much to you. That's the whole issue. You know? and, and if I just had that attitude like I used to, I guess, that, oh, I just don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. And I had that attitude for a while. I've had that attitude with certain things. And it's not, it's not good. It's not healthy, but we recognize that. But we've all felt like that. It's totally normal to feel like that. Like, <laughs> Well, and I think the reason why this word and this works for what we're talking about is, mm -hmm. as we've talked about in the previous episode with Tammy, there's always a high desire and a low desire spouse. And because of that, you know, some, 
some people have more of a responsive desire. And so we're fed this idea that we should only have sex when we're in the mood. That's what we're taught, right? Well, let's jump back just a second. Hold on. The world is becoming so selfish that we forget that sometimes we need to do something for our spouse that we technically don't want to do. And I'm not saying go have sex with your spouse if you don't want to. Like, like, like I just said. We forget as human beings right now that love is serving. It is. Yeah. So, as you were saying, well, like you don't s- always have to be in the mood. Yeah, you don't have to be in the mood. And for a lot of people, like we've talked about, it if they have a responsive desire style, right, it takes time to That's get in me. the mood. That is me. I will full on admit it, but I am not usually the person that's like, oh, I'm in the mood today. <laughs> but but for those couples that think, oh, we have to, we can only do it when we're both in the mood, that's where couples get unfulfilled. They start to get in sexless marriages because they're both just waiting to be in the mood. But again, that's the whole, that's the whole thing of foreplay, right? The whole entire purpose of foreplay is to put yourselves in the mood or each other. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, so let's just say, let's just say here I am the responsive desire wife. And I'm sorry if we already like kind of went over this. We've been really focusing on it in the last couple weeks. So I get we're kind of just like we're maybe a little bit of repeating. But it, we need to. We do need to because this is like technically what every couple that is contacting us. <laughs> this is like the biggest struggle. Yeah. So this if you don't what, have the struggle at all, that's awesome. This is what probably 90% of couples do. Literally, with. or even more. Um, now I lost my train. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about you were the, you're the responsive. So I full on admit that I'm the responsive. And we've talked about like why it's important for me to sometimes just initiate even though I'm not in the mood at all. Like some, and, and I, I try. That's hard for me. It is. It's hard for me because I'm like, I didn't think about it because I wasn't in the mood. How do I initiate when I'm not thinking about it? I, you have to put me in the mood and then I'll be thinking about it, right? <laughs> like, that's hard. Like, I would literally have to, like, set a timer and be like, time to be in the mood. Go initiate. I'll be like, well, I'm not in the mood. So I have to put myself in the mood or I have to just do that simple thing that shows love to my spouse. So that's why it's so important for... Not just the women, but the lower drive or the responsive drive, the responsive desire spouse like me to realize that that is how it works for me and that I have to be willing and not just willing, like no one wants someone to just make love to them because they're willing to. Like we've talked about, like your husband or the higher drive wants you to want it. So that's where mindset comes into Mm -hmm. and mind change where... I love my husband. I want to connect intimately with him. I'm not in the mood. How do I get myself there? How do I let him get me there? How do I how do I prioritize and be willing to start the foreplay so that he can get me in the mood and I can mentally get in the mood? And then I know that I'm going to full, full, fully enjoy it and connect with him before and during and after. That is what is so important. Right? Yeah. And I think one of the awesome things, too, uh, that Amy's done, and I think we've talked about this, is Amy tells me, okay, here's what you can do to get me in the mood. Oh, it takes a lot of conversation. And I will flat out be honest with him. I'm not in the mood. I am... Tonight is not... I I, I don't know if I can get in the mood. I'm, I'm honest with Nick. 
But yeah. this, but this, like, if you do this, you're, I'm probably either, number one, going to be begging for it, or I'm going to be so, feeling so well that I'm willing to just make love to you, because sometimes that's okay to do. <laughs> and I'm not the type, I mean, I shouldn't say that, like, for, for the most part, like, I, it's really important to me that she's in the mood to make love. Like, Absolutely. I don't really want to make love. If, you, if I don't want and to. If she doesn't want to. So, for, for me, it's really important that, okay... Even if she's not in the right mindset, if I get her in the right mindset, great. If I don't, that's then obviously yeah. Then you I don't, don't want to because you'll wait until I am right. But one of the cool, one of the things I love about it is Amy is again really good at saying, you know, here if I'm not in the mood, here's some of the things you can do to put me in the mood, right? And it's not always sexual. Sometimes it's like I'm I'm not in the mood because I'm really stressed out. If you could help me with this, this, and this, then maybe I could calm my brain down. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, my body, like, I'm having a really bad migraine tonight, or I'm PMSing. It just started. I'm like, I'm having really bad cramps. Whatever it is, like, maybe if you gave me a full body massage, like, maybe maybe my body could start to feel better, or I could be focused on something else and forget about the pain, because we all know that actually sex can help those things, right? But when you're feeling like crap, as a woman or a man, when you feel like crap, that's the last thing you want to do. But we do know that studies and it's facts that sex can actually help yeah. migraines and like pain. So that's where it comes into, okay, how do I distract my mind so that it that I want to make love to you because I know that there will be positive benefits from it. Yeah. So for example, Amy says, I just love when you massage my back and my neck and overhead. Overhead. Oh, like great. she's like, I just love it. And so I'm like, okay, I'd love to do that for her. And I go in and give her a massage on her back and her neck and her head. And and if there's if nothing happens, that's fine. I'm doing it because I love to do it. And yes, yeah, sometimes but, I fall asleep. Yeah, and sometimes and she okay. falls asleep and that's totally okay. But more often than not, that like turns her on like no other. And then Or if it doesn't, even if it doesn't, I'm still like, that was so nice of you to do that for me. What would you like in return? Like now I am willing to serve you in your needs because giving a massage wasn't great for him. It and is. I, well, I, love it. I love it. I love giving you a massage. Okay. But like a lot of people would be like, that was all for you, not for me. So I have that mindset now of, I love you. What can I do for you? That's not technically for me. And that's okay. And well, that's why I, <laughs> I want to bring up a point that you said earlier is, you know, right now we're kind of in, in our world and society were kind of so self-centered and so selfish in a lot of ways as individuals that we feel like we shouldn't do anything unless we're it's all about us right yeah. like yeah. And, and and that's sad that we're getting that way and so i think again our we're just kind of moving in a direction where a lot of people are like well i'm not doing something if i don't want to do it and you shouldn't you shouldn't know, have to either you shouldn't have to either but again that's the way marriages work. There's a lot of give and take on both ends. And, and like Amy said, when you love someone and, um, you know, you want to do things for them and, and serve them. And again, we're talking both ways. Like we're Absolutely. talking about, we're talking about men doing this for women as well too, because there are a lot of women, like we said, that, that have that desire and their husbands aren't, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the high mm -hmm. desire spouse. And so this, this is, this goes both ways, but um. Yeah, I just, you know, marriages would be changed 
changed for the positive if we started focusing on serving our spouse. <laughs> it just, it, it's not common anymore. I, the people that like we're hearing from comments dealing with, I feel like we've lost the focus of how, of, of thinking more about your spouse than yourself. And if we just like had that more in marriages, the world would be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're missing that. So for sure. Um, I think that so to like talk about maintenance, maintenance, like you said, is doing things to take care of your marriage. We know from stats and facts that if you are lacking in sexual intimacy in your marriage, your marriage, okay, you might not feel like it's suffering, but it's not the happiest that can it can be. For sure. It's not. Well... It's, because that's like the biggest gift to couples is to feel so intimately connected that you're 100% vulnerable and naked with each other and connected with each other. Like that is what sexual intimacy gives you. And when you're missing that, you're missing a big, huge aspect of marriage that is so connecting and uniting. Well, and that that's a great point. And I think too, a lot of times we don't maybe visually see the effects or feel the effects of something until almost it's too late. You know, we have a tendency mm-hmm. to hold things in. And so, you know, we hear a lot of couples, you know, will say, or one spouse will say, well, if I'm just not in the mood, I'm not going to do it. And, and uh, thinking that, you know, okay, there will be no damage done, you know. Oh, there will be damage. But, and, but that damage kind of quietly mm-hmm. happens uh, without noticing a lot of the times until, you know, these feelings are, are fostering and, and almost until it's too late. And so, you know, I think it's important to always be open and talk about these things and, and really be open and honest about these things together. Absolutely. And I don't know. I don't know how very many times in our marriage where I've gotten done and be like, I am so mad that I just did that. Like, I can't believe we just did that. Like, like that doesn't happen because most of the, okay. Every time that you actually make love to each other should be connecting. You should be connecting. And it's usually either really awesome or really great or amazing. And any one of those is awesome, right? Yeah. Cause you're connecting. So the whole point is like, you probably won't, regret ever getting yourself in the mood (laughs) yeah exactly another thing to point out is is we're not talking about having this maintenance sex all the time either right like if you're if you're always making love and just under this because you have to because of the you have to (laughs) you know this maintenance sex obviously that is not healthy that is not good but what we're saying is like you know try it once in a while when you're not in the mood, just have maintenance sex. Yeah, because... And get in the mood. And then it won't, And then actually you'll change your mindset after because you're like, oh, that was actually amazing. Yeah. Well, and people have often referred it like going to the gym, right? You go to the gym not because you want to, but because it's healthy for your body. Right. Right? You want to get in shape. You want to be fit. You want to be active. Um, so, you know, once you keep going and going and going and doing it... It then becomes an addictive thing to where you feel so amazing. Now it's like, okay, there's nothing that's going to stop me or get in the mm-hmm. way from me going to the gym or going running every morning. Yep. I think I've shared this before. I, I like to run almost every morning. I do not like running. 
I don't. I don't. Every, before every time, I'm like, oh, Ugh. I don't like it. But I do it, and I don't hardly ever miss it because I love how I feel. I love how my body is. I love just everything about it and how healthy I feel and how I just... And you feel amazing after. I do. I feel amazing after. And so, same thing. Like, it's not something I necessarily love to do, but I do it because I know it's so important and I feel amazing afterwards. And I think, you know, maintenance sex can be one of those same well, things. Well, and as you say that, I don't really want to do it, but I feel amazing after. Yeah, we should all want to have sexual intimacy with our husbands. But there's a lot of wives and maybe some husbands that we said that don't feel like that. They don't feel like they want to. Like, that's what we're, like, that's what you're applying, right? Like, sometimes yeah. we just don't want to. There's plenty of nights where I'm like, I just don't want to. I but... Just, but usually what happens is once we start doing it, then especially if you're a responsive spouse, absolutely. Even even before you get to the sexual intimacy part, I know, can you, feel that we're connected. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, so you go from a state of mind where like, yeah, I'm not really interested, but then you start getting there and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm interested." Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a wonderful experience again. So, again, what we're saying is like get out of just the, I don't want to do it and allow yourself to get into the transition of where, Hey, I, I'm now in the mood. You know, you've given that responsive, um, time, I guess, to kick in. I think that it's important for both spouses. Both spouses need to be willing and both spouses need to put in effort and both spouses need to show up for each other. That is super important for a healthy marriage. Um, everybody in a relationship deserves to be happy, feel sexy, feel confident, feel safe. And having sex brings you all those things and it shows commitment and love. That's why it is so important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we all deserve those things. So... Um, we found an article, I can't even, I wish I could give credit. I'm going to look for it and hopefully put it in the notes. But I love this statement from it. It says, sex bre breeds intimacy. Organisms release oxytocin, the feeling good hormone in your body. Sex helps you feel closer to your spouse. It is the most intimate physical act that you and your spouse can possibly experience. Without it, it's easy to lose sight of the connection in your relationships. Relationships and healthy sex life, they take constant work. You have to check in with each other and take the temperature of your relationship in your marriage on a regular basis. I love that because I love how it talked about the temperature. Like you literally have to talk about these things and check in with each other all the time. That's what maintenance is, is checking in on and make sure that things are good and that is what takes communication in a marriage for sure so talking about these things with your spouse where are we what is the temperature in our marriage are we feeling like our intimacy is good are we feeling like we're just having multi uh, maintenance sex all the time are we still finding passion in it like what we're talking about is good but yes like it can't be all the time like the mindset needs to be like I love my husband. I desire my husband. I want to be into with him. It's important to him. It needs to be important to me because it's important to him. I think, I think too, you know, going back um, to the previous episode we just did on is the adversary trying to keep you out of the marriage bed. Really think about what is causing you to not have that desire, right? Instead of just saying, I don't have the desire, I'm not going to do it. Try to pinpoint why you don't have the desire 
and then figure that out. Is it a health-related issue? Is it Mm -hmm. an issue you and your spouse are having? Maybe you have a disagreement uh, that hasn't been resolved. Figure out what is keeping you out of the marriage bed and try to resolve that. because Together. Together. Because that, that one thing or identifying whatever that is that is the barrier, I guess, so to speak, of keeping you out of the marriage bed. If, if you don't take care of that, there's going to be a lot more significant problems long term, right? That you're going to have to fix down the road. For sure. Versus trying to identify. So, you know, try to identify, I guess, what that is or what is keeping you from getting in the mood. And hopefully that can help as well, too. And for people with the spontaneous, I I shouldn't say spontaneous or lower dry because it's not the same thing. But if you feel like you are, like as a woman, you feel like it's maintenance all the time. Like, why don't I ever crave it? Like... Why does it feel like I'm just doing this maintenance? Yes, I enjoy it at the end, but I always just feels like another thing I have to do or whatever. Like, discuss that with your spouse and try to figure out why it's feeling like that and that and talk to each other about that. So we've talked, uh, we've heard a lot of cases to where there's been a woman that has no desire to be intimate and they change their mindset, they change their perception and, and often they become then the mm-hmm. high desire spouse. Share, share maybe your thoughts of how important like just your attitude or perception about sexual intimacy is to really maybe going from something you don't want to do to something you absolutely enjoy. Because we hear those stories all the time of just like changing their attitude, changing their perception. Um, you know, like we've talked about fixing a couple things or identifying a couple things. Well, I just think it comes down to what you already said, which is you have to figure out what the problem is and why you're feeling like that. If there's any kind of disconnect, lack of emotional intimacy, um, you're fighting about household responsibilities, or you feel like your spouse isn't stepping up, like all those things are going to impact you wanting it, number one. That stuff has to be resolved through communication with your spouse. Yeah. Like, if that's not going to take care of, you're never going to be like, I'm so excited to make love to you. Like, those things have to be resolved. Um... When it comes to, I have a great relationship, I still I still just can't get in that mindset. Figure out, okay, am I a mom? Am I having a hurt? Like, we got a lot of comments this week on social media posts that we did that was um, why women could feel like it's like maintenance or chore or whatever. And some of the moms were saying, I am just so touched out by the end of the day. I have kids all over me. I mean, we've been there with four kids. Yeah. We've been there. Like, at the end of the day, especially when you have toddlers and stuff, they're hanging on you. You're taking care of people. And and then you get into the mindset that's like, it's just one more person to take care of. Well, that person should be you. Why are you thinking that sex is something to take care of your husband or the lower drive or the higher drive? Why are you thinking that, that sh- you should be taking care of one more person and that's you? So what does that need to be for you to change your mindset for that to become you? Okay, how do you get out of ma- mom mode? Do you, how do you make yourself feel sexy? How do you make more time for you at the end of the day? How do you how do you relax more? How do you take more off your and more how, off your plate so that you can relax? More? And how will it benefit you? Like how is it going to benefit me? How like change your mindset of okay, what are all the health things that this does for me? What does this do for my relationship? What, what is this the do? connection? Like even even if you aren't necessarily thinking, oh, maybe this isn't helping me connect. It is. I mean, that's, that's the way is. where our bodies are designed. But as a woman, don't just think about your husband. Okay, what what is sexual intimacy going to do for me? And and, and I know we, we've been talking about, okay, this isn't about us anymore. 
But for you to change your mindset to go from mom to wife to this is sexy us time. Okay, maybe it's not like you time, but us time. And us time is for you. Like you and your spouse. Like there's nothing more that I look forward to than me and Nick like getting to hang out alone, having that intimate time, no matter what it is that we're doing. So I love how you said change your mindset to this is about us and we are having a wonderful experience together. It's but my not whole, about my whole point about getting touched out though as a mom, if you're a mom, is your husband's touch shouldn't feel like your kids touch. It's totally different. Make tell your husband what it is you need. Like I tell Nick, I want a massage on my head. That is going to like fix my entire day. Like that feels so good. Tell your husband what it is that's going to make you feel so good so that it's not touched out. It's like the best touch that you could ever want. That is when you change mindset to one more person bugging me for something. I just, I'm going to have maintenance sex because he needs it. Well, just change it. Like, how do I make it so awesome for me? And tell your husband that because he wants it to be awesome for you. Like we always discuss, right? Yeah. Well, and what we're going to start doing on the podcast as well is, uh, I guess, asking you to do certain things like af- after podcasts, right? Like, I guess. Um, oh, we are. Enc- okay. Yeah, like encourage, <laughs> encourage them to, here's what, here's what we want you to do this week. Okay. Well, this week. We want you to Yeah, have that have this communication with your spouse and talk to your spouse like Amy said and find out what is keeping you from maybe connecting like you need to. And I don't want to get off subject on what the whole podcast was about, but I think I think this will help get in the right mindset with having maintenance sex as well. Like, well and, and and our whole entire point of this podcast was to say, okay, maintenance sex having sex is important maintenance for your marriage. But we don't want you to settle there. We want it to be amazing. And that takes communication. And that takes telling your husband or your wife what is going to make it amazing for you. So not are you only having sexual intimacy all the time because it is maintenance, whether you want to admit it or not. But it is amazing, amazing maintenance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right? Because, I mean, we all, anyone that's married knows, like, happily married or wants a happy marriage does know already that it takes sexual intimacy to accomplish that goal. Yep. So sit down with your spouse, talk about this subject, talk about how you can make sexual intimacy more of a priority in your marriage, in your relationship, and the things that you need from your spouse and vice versa. Have a really open discussion. Especially before the holidays, because this is a time of year where people should be the most intimate and excited about holidays, and we're finding that most of you are stressed out and that affects your intimate life for sure so do it this is a great time to start for sure and uh before we wrap up uh christmas is coming we have wonderful products and and uh things uh for your spouse so go go check out some great deals on ultimateintimacy.com and as well i was just gonna add because we've been talking so much on this conversation a great gift would be to get our our sexual intimacy communication course. If you are having a hard time like talking to your spouse about these things, because we have over 66 pages, um, 25 different topics, all about sexual intimacy, so many different topics. And there's connecting questions, like pretty forward connecting questions that will get you talking about everything. And the minute you get done with this course, I can- It'll be the best money you've ever spent. You, you will be able to talk about anything. 
It'll Anything. it'll change your marriage. It really will. Yeah. So I don't know if that might be a great gift. I think it's a fantastic gift. So until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. Bye.